Mr. Moderator, Reverend Cleeg, brothers and sisters, and friends, and I see some enemies. Enemy, enemy, enemy. In fact, I think we'd be fooling ourselves if we had an audience this large and didn't realize that there were some enemies. Mask on, trying to maneuver through this habitat. COVID through a curve, six feet. Welcome, everybody. We back. Hey. It's the One Against the Grind podcast. I am your host, Randy Blends, with my co host, the beautiful Shayla. Thank you for throwing in beautiful. I need that intro all the time. We know what it is. We know what it is. But I'm so happy to be back. We on a roll. We on a roll. Yeah. Brownie, Brownie be on me, though. Like, he'd be like, what's up? What's up? We ready to record? We ready to record? I'll be like, yes, yes. So we are here back. And let's recap about last episode. Because that, that was a really deep one. Yeah, last episode was uh, real enlightening. You know, I, I, I realized that um, there's a lot of uh, unlearning that has to take place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unlearn to unlearning. Unlearning is just as important as learning. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, yeah. Uh, it was a mental uh, mental health. Yeah, we had, we had a wonderful clinician. Kate, yeah, she was she was super dope. We got a lot of great feedback. Um, answered a lot of questions and helped yeah. a lot of a lot of people. So I enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed the last episode. I always enjoyed that conversation. I, I mean, mental health is something that's ongoing and not just something that we could just talk about and then stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I I got a lot of feedback too. Um, people who actually wanted to reach out to me to try to get to Kay and try to see how they could utilize her services. So shout out to Kay, the trap therapist, for coming through and enlightening us on yeah, on mental sure. health in our communities and what's going on with. The pandemic and the election. Uh oh, the, ele- the, the election keep getting it keep getting more eerie. You I know, know, I know. By twenty 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 is cold is a cold peak. I know. We, we I, went I for like we were, game. And me, I just been kind of sitting back because, like, of course, for me, it wasn't it wasn't so much about Biden winning. Oh, it was yeah. more so about we get just him. had to get Trump out of there. Get you know him what I'm saying? At this point, there. I think that's, that's why I, I was. Uh, <laughs> but now we in this now we in this weird space like Donald Trump is like the Teflon Don almost <laughs> he still won't he just won't go away like what's going you know what I mean like is it is there something in there that says um that does he have like something on his side saying that he can that he doesn't have to lead the White House like he I, not go is he gonna go kicking and screaming I don't know I I feel I feel like there has been a lot of um exceptions to the rule when it comes to Donald Trump. So I'm learning a lot and I'm just sitting back like, is this real? Is is, is he really just like, I didn't know that like even him attempting to sue far as like the counting of the votes to stop like that kind of just blew my mind. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's all really eerie to me, but I mean, I, I think the, I think the, is it, it's conceding, right? That's what they're waiting for him to do. That's when, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, when yeah. you give the, uh, uh, the, the new elect, a phone call. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. He's and, not. He's know, not fucking welcome. with it. He ain't welcoming <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, but that's just a formality. They don't. Yeah. We don't necessarily. I don't know if we need that. I don't yeah, know if he needs that. Nah, I think that's just like, a formality. I'm good. You know. I mean, he shit. I mean, what was what was his show called? Uh, not the Biggest Loser. Um, your the fi- prince was it the princess? Is the, the princess? Princess? Yeah. yeah, yeah like he's just it. not a, a a person that is a, a okay with. Being yeah, second, so yeah, I wouldn't expect him to be like congratulations or he, anything like that. He, he's definitely one against the grain. Oh, yeah, he, de- he, de- he definitely go against. Yes, uh, we're gonna, uh, we gonna get we gonna get him we up to. in the seat next. So, um, I mean, I'm excited to just see what happens and having the f- first woman, woman of color, black woman um, from Oakland representing um, as VP. Um, for um, you know, at yeah. the presidency, so I'm ex- I'm excited about that, and yeah. I think it's very inspiring, um, just for young women of color to just see that they have an opportunity to one day possibly be the president. Yeah, that's president. dope because I think so, that's I think that's the biggest thing that happened yeah. when uh, Barack won. It was you know a lot of people say oh he didn't do anything for black people, but at the same time you know that inspiration was enough. Yeah, you know like I mean, I'm, I that mean inspiration was enough. We we weren't able to really see that. So to be able to see it, it, it and it, it's so many possibilities, and just seeing what, 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 like how the people look now that are controlling certain yeah. seats, and sure. and sure. like there's 
you know, gay black men, there's transgenders, there's women of color, all different backgrounds. So it's getting colorful and we are, you know, it's yeah. it's it's time to really get some change because at the end of the day, the world is not yeah. just one color. But do, so, do, you, do you ever get the feeling that we fighting too many fights at one time or can it all, co or, or do you need to focus? You know, you know, it's it's all these uh, uh subgroups that every that ha everybody has kind of their own fight going yeah. on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So how is it? Are, are we spreading ourselves too thin, or do you think it works the way we're going? It's just a question. No, no, uh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean, at at the end of the day, I mean, we it's it's gonna be hard for us to get on one page because we all have our own separate views yeah. and our own separate yeah. struggles. Yeah. That's just like the separation of like black and people yeah. of color that's two different two different struggles yeah, yeah. because i'm not going through the same struggle as an an asian woman or yeah. a latina woman the black struggle is totally different yeah. so that's separation the lgbtq and then there's transgender and yeah. then you know there's just so many different groups and so it's important because you you have to learn from each group yeah. so everybody there has to be a yeah. fight in each one because i there's a yeah. lot of stuff that i don't know about yeah. certain communities that they have to bring to the forefront so yeah. i don't think it's just all i mean we're all human a yeah. human race at the end of the day but there are certain things that we all just need to yeah. you know the, the, uh, the, the, and, and the advancement of black women is very important because yeah. they've been the backbone of this country for so long yes. it's, it's as long as, long as y'all don't turn into bullies but i mean you gotta good. take what you can take okay <laughs> that, that's just what it is so where do we go from here <sighs> Yeah, like so, so we got a new president. Pandemic new is president. still around. Yep. Um, look like business is getting ready to get shut back down. Some oh, of them are going back in reverse. Part. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, that part they don't go too far in reverse. You know what I mean? But we got to get healthy. So we like, have but to. Where do we go from here. I, I mean, I think. I mean, shit. At the end of the day, we should have shut down in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning for that good month or three weeks. I mean, we see other countries just thriving and like looking at us like, what y'all? What the fuck y'all over there doing? Looking yeah. crazy. Yeah. But now it's like it, it sucks for small business owners because they're opening, and now it's about to get now it's about to close down again. And it's crazy just just being in Oakland and just other cities, and you see how everybody has built out their outside portions yeah. of their yeah. um, of their businesses to try to thrive as much as possible. Now it's like okay, twenty five percent can get in. Now it's getting cold. Now they're like okay, we got to close it back down. And so it's just it's just a lot of businesses out here in Oakland have closed yeah. and. And that yeah. is unfortunate and because yeah. it's gonna look like a little ghost town yeah. um sooner or later but um we gotta do what we gotta do because if not it's just gonna keep going and we're we can yeah. be here till 2022 I, I really knows? i really hope we got thanksgiving coming up you know that's a big family <laughs> holiday yes. um and for some reason the world feels like as long as it's my mama, my cousin, or my uh, uncle, my brother, I can't get it. Or I can't part. give it to them. And people just tend that to part. put their guard down when it comes to family. So that I'm hoping part. that people decide to say, you know what, look, moms, especially for our our, our parents, our grandparents, look, I'm going to fry you. I'm going to deep fry you a turkey. You know I make the best deep fried turkey? I don't know that yet. That's an absolute fact. Okay, I need to... That's an absolute fact, 100% fact. So. It's not even debatable. It's true, <laughs> but uh, can you eat skin? Like, nope. would you eat turkey skin? Because nope. when I went vegan one time, I had my daughter call me eating the skin, oh. and I thought that was acceptable. <laughs> All right, look, we look. But I might, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I might, I might try look, it. I typically make, I typically make the uh, Friday turkeys for my family, for That's my family, my wife's family. Right uh, friends, they'll bring it through. I deep fry my, I get the recipe from my uncle down in Louisiana. He shoot me his recipe. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's the best. But look, with that said, I want um, everybody to be real cautious. Keep please, it to a minimum. Please. Stay home if Try you can. If Enjoy. You can. Drop off your Drop dinners. Drop off the pies at the door and keep it pushing. Say grace on Zoom if you can. I know. Stay it's, home. Let's get I through know. this. Let's get back to work. Let's get healthy and let's go. That That's... I mean, you pretty much said it all. Because what's what's crazy is like when you were talking about the the our elders. Um, I was going to go see my grandmother, and I had my mask on, and immediately she's like, "Girl, don't take that mask off. Don't come in here with that. Like, I don't, you know, I, it's about the Lord is protecting me, and everything. I am safe in here, and it's okay. We are not worried about that. And so it's like trying to get that in her mind because she still wants to see her grandchildren. She still wants to see everyone. But I'm like, no, Granny, we can't do that. But um, at the end of the day, we just have to make sure that we 
keep our feet down and and make sure that we are really pushing and being advocate of being very advocate about um, the spread. And regardless, there's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people who um, feel some type of way about it and who believe it or don't. But at the end of the day, it's here and and conspiracy theorists, all of that. It's here and we're trying to get shit back to where it's going to get to. And that's it. So I just want everybody to be safe during these holidays. But speaking of holidays and just speaking of family and 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 this might go into a sad a more or more sad portion of it but rest in peace king von yeah yeah king von and, and who was the other guy and mo, mo 3 Man. Uh, i think mo 3 is out of dallas uh, king von's out yeah. of chicago yeah man it's terrible you know what's going on you know and, and we got it's a lot of hate it's a lot of envy it's, it's a, a lot. lot of jealousy it's uh, a lot. you got two young uh, young, uh successful 26. young brothers who was making a lot of money, man, and, and, and fell victim to their own community, and, that, and it, it, it's happening too often. It's so, you know, while we running, often. while we running to the polls, and while we doing all these things, you know, we also have a responsibility in our, you know, what I'm saying, in our communities, because um, these is. I saw I saw a picture, man, where both of them was holding like holding their kids. I think both of them got like three kids, yeah, young kids, yeah, yeah. young kids yeah, that now yeah. have to grow up without a father over some senseless. You know, senseless violence, and that that just uh, it's, it's just way happening. Way too normal, and way and way too common, and it and it also sucks because it's like you all you you wanna you wanna grow and you wanna be successful, yes. and then you it's not even you trying to show off, but it's yes. just also just trying to be an influence and just like look, I made it from where I made it from the mud. I'm yes. here, and it's just like why can't I take a picture of my nice car? Why yes. can't I take a picture of of my money or yes. X, Y, and Z without worrying about somebody coming to rob me or yeah. shoot me? Yeah. But that's just the you know crabs in a bucket mentality that yeah. we have in our community, and it's and it's really unfortunate, and yeah. it has to stop. And it's like the energy, like you said, the energy we put in the polls, the energy we put into these politicians and everybody else wanting us wanting to wanting the change and expecting it from other people we have to yeah. try to implement that change within our own communities because it we we can't lose another because that was what happened to xxx and nipsey. um nipsey yeah. i mean yeah. we could just go on and on and on and it's like but it it, it, um, it, it goes back to our question when we talk yeah. about uh you know, coming off the last episode, coming off the election and all this stuff, mm -hmm. where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like I say, we all got, we all have a responsibility we now. Have a you responsibility. know, I, I, honestly, I feel like we have to change the things that we are impressed by. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? You know, yeah. you know how you have the, you, you had a backyard barbecue and you have everybody come to, come through and y'all chilling, y'all talking. And all the old heads and young, everybody, all the men in the back, and they exchanging war stories, and we because they think that's cool. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We 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 had to we had to real we have to change what we think is cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We Definitely. have to we had to we had to start thinking like different things are cool. Graduating high school is cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Having a job, raising a family is cool. It's hip to be square. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And until we change that mindset, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're gonna constantly be in the uh, in these in these positions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But constantly we are it's 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 never going to change um if we don't step up and and become responsible and it's like it takes platforms like you and I speaking yeah. that and speaking the truth of it because we want our 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 men to live our boys to live yeah. we want we want to change um the dynamic of black families yeah. we want like it shouldn't be normal like you can go into a room full of full of black people and i bet you you speak to men and you're like well how many how many people have lost oh. their cousins their fathers yes. to gun violence or to prison and it's 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 uh it's normal yes. it's like everybody's gonna raise their hand like it's not something that's not normal yes. so we have to continue to have these conversations and just keep pushing and understanding like it's okay, like you said, it's okay yeah. to be square. It's okay to be yeah. not to followers. I feel like it's it's a generation of a whole bunch of followers. And it's yeah, and it's crazy because you'll have kids out in the suburbs that like got both parents in the household. <laughs> they grow up in, in great homes, great neighborhoods, great schools. Uh-huh. And they're so infatuated <laughs> with hood life that they try to emulate what yeah. goes on there when like the way we grew up wasn't normal. Like mm -hmm. you, like we didn't want to. Like the, the we trump the anxiety we had going to school at at, at fifteen and sixteen years yeah. old. You yeah. know what I mean? Having altercations on the way to school, having altercations yeah. on the way from school. Yeah. That's not normal. That's yeah. not you know. And so we 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 but we normalized all that stuff. We you know what I'm saying? And they need to. I would have if I could think looking back if I could change that. 
and be like, man, I'd love to grow up in a suburb somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And have yeah. and have all these things. You know what I'm saying? But we have to. We it, it's a it's a mindset thing. We gotta we gotta change that. And that that goes back to um my thing when we talked about where do we go from here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to we have to do some uh some like like I said, government only gonna do so much. Only Voting's only so gonna much. do so much. We only. got a we got a responsibility, and now it's time for some real change. The work gotta happen because election is over with. We, over, you know what I mean? Done. And so now, where do we go from here? And I say I'm a big uh, fan of um. Dr. Claw Anderson, he he wrote the book uh, Power Nomics. I got that book. You got that book. Yes, I love he's super I dope. Started and, it and he feels oh you got it. That's a you yes. uh, it, it, your your stock just went but that I much ha- high. But I have it. I know, that's okay, what I'm saying. No, no, absolutely. Okay, just okay. by having it. Just yeah, by having it. it. And the reason why I think I that book is so like, dope, I, I think that book is so dope, and um, his ideas is so dope, is just the, it's really the only one that makes sense is when you start yeah. to talk about um finances and um you know we you know how we throw around the black community we say oh black community well black we like we don't really have we have black yeah. neighborhoods we yeah. really don't have community because we don't own nothing we don't own anything. and so until you get with ownership comes control and things of that nature so yeah. in order to really affect things we have to get some ownership we, we have, have to, to get, get and that starts ownership. with getting our finances yeah, in order and our finances so in order. we brought in a special guest hey this is when the transition happens. we brought in a special guest <laughs> We got my good friend, Matt Barker, in the building. In the building. Yeah. Bing, Senior bing, bing. investor. Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy to be here, Glenn. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank, it's an thank, honor. thank you for coming in. You know what? I, I want you to go go ahead and introduce us. The accolades go crazy. You know what I mean? I, 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 I just, mean, I was reading through them like. Okay. It's just crazy. I even saw you in Forbes magazine, you know, this year for, you know what I'm saying? Like, Top senior investor, man. That's good. <laughs> That, that's been, that's that's been brilliant. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, Matt. Yeah, no, I'm very 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 fortunate to that life's put me in the position and put me in front of the right people that have helped me out to, to get here. It's uh-huh. been a, a a long road and a, and a hard fought road, and just still lots to come, as you know. You know, yeah. you and I, the conversations we have is, you know, we're both really driven people, and I think that's you know that's why we're sitting here talking today. Um, but yeah, Matt Barker, uh, senior vice president at Morgan Stanley. You know, like Blend said, I've put a lot of work into my continuing education, certified financial planner, uh, family wealth director, uh, you know, pretty much all the all the alphabet soup I can get at the firm. I've, I've pretty much gone through all the courses and training. And, uh, yeah, that's another thing. I'm a big believer in just continuing to better yourself. Like, yeah. it's yeah. never – you can never be too smart. Uh, I get yeah. nervous when I'm the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Right? Because then you're not – if you're not surrounding yourself by people that you can learn from, you know what? What's the possibilities, right? If yeah. you're the if you're the smartest person that you're around, you're already at the ceiling. Yeah. You're already at the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, I, I, I think it's important. Lindsay, you and I talked about this in Chicago. Just surrounding yourself with the right people that are going to motivate you and and help you get get to the next level, right? Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy. I take pride in being the dumbest person in the room. You know, I yeah. enjoy it in positions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I think there's. I, I think. Like I think that metaphor gets used a lot, or that saying gets used a lot, but it's okay to be smart. Like I, I like you can be smart at knowing who everybody is in the room and yeah. the value that they add. Mm-hmm. But surround yourself with people that are experts in their field of knowledge, yeah. and always listen with with two ears, right? Like I love yeah. the saying, you know, there's a reason why God gave us one mouth yeah. and two ears, Hello. right? Like, oh. <laughs> so, so sit so. back and listen. Sometimes is how you learn the most. So, senior investor at Morgan Stanley, right? You work with an array of clients, uh, entrepreneurs, athletes, entertainers, all those things. You obviously have done real well for yourself. So, to the average person that's just sitting here listening, you know, to the show, they may say, okay, Matt Barker, he can give me advice about money, but he comes from money. Does he come from money? They, they may wonder that. Did he have a head start? <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your upbringing. Yeah, no, it wasn't like that. I was very, I was very blessed and very fortunate that I had four amazing grandparents mm-hmm. and two parents that really cared about me. My mom was a nurse. Mm-hmm. My dad was an environmental scientist, marine biologist. But, you know, we grew up pretty blue collar on the west coast of Florida and, and Sarasota, Florida, just south of Tampa. Um, again, I was, I was very fortunate that everyone around me loved me and everybody around me taught me compassion and taught me, you know, to live by the golden rule of do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And I learned the value of hard work and work ethics and being dependable and being accountable. 
And I was fortunate that my grandparents and my parents always told me you're going to be something special. And it was all, I had a lot of positive reinforcement, yeah. reinforcement in, in my life at a very early age. And I think I definitely look back now that I'm 39, almost 40 uh, next year. And I look back and that's, I think that's one of the main ingredients to the recipe for my success. Yeah. But yeah. Nah, by, by no means has it been easy. I mean, I started, like I told you, I was in 4-H uh, raising pigs at the age of eight yeah. years old and yeah. um, started working when I was 12 years old as a as a bat boy for the minor league yeah. uh, baseball team in Sarasota, which was uh, the Sarasota I read, I read Red that. Sox. Yeah, yeah, the so. single A team. Um, and you then, got, so you got you got a baseball background? Did you play baseball at all? Oh, no, I was terrible. I was never <laughs> the athletic just one. Just give me the bat. <laughs> no, no, just give, give me the me work. The <laughs> give me the work and give me the problems yeah, to yeah, solve. Yeah, that was yeah. my that was my talent. Yeah. Um, but no, I was always just really, I love being around new people. I love meeting new people. Yeah. I love hearing people's stories. Yeah. And and I love taking those stories and then figuring out how to help solve the problems or how to help those people become better or, or get closer to the goals that they want to accomplish, right? So how can I take the people that I meet from time to time and plug them into my network or help them explore their own network? Yeah. Um, we have lens. And then by the time I was 14, I was I came in one day and the clubhouse manager had gotten moved up to the double A team. Uh, and I was 14 years old. And uh, they said, hey, Barker, do you, we need a clubhouse guy. Do you want to be the clubhouse manager? Uh, and my dad used to come to the stadium every day and, you know, he'd go to all the games. It's single A baseball uh, in Florida. There's 200 people in the stands, right? 300 uh, people in the stands. And they were like, well, do we need to talk to your dad? I said, no, nah, no, nah, he'll be fine. No problem. Uh, like, okay. So yeah. at 14 years old, I had all the keys to the stadium and, um, wow. you know, I learned a lot man, about, he was <laughs> man. I learned a lot about pol politics and diplomacy at an early age, which again, I'd say is another lesson I learned very early on that um, has contributed to my success because yeah. you had the city that owned the stadium and then you had the White Sox at the time that had the master lease and the Red mm -hmm. Sox had the sub lease. Mm -hmm. And so you had these three different parties that Nobody really communicated with each other. Yeah. They all kind of had hidden rooms with stuff in it. But somehow this 14-year-old kid ended up getting keys to the whole stadium that yeah. nobody else had. Yeah. And so yeah. when the White Sox moved out, um, the Reds came in town from Plant City. And that's when I got my first chance to start working in the Major League Clubhouse. So they come in, this guy Bernie Stowe, who's a living legend in Major League Baseball. Uh, he's passed away now, but he was he's just an amazing, amazing soul. He was in baseball for decades 50 uh, 60 years i think one of the oldest guys in in baseball history um say hey kid you want a job i said why do you have a job right and there was obviously some other words that were thrown in there i was hanging up jerseys and doing laundry uh -huh. so anyway so they gave me a job running the major league clubhouse and um that's what got me into the sports world and so i did that and all throughout high school and even in the first part of of college and realized that i that's kind of where the entrepreneurial side kicked in i guess right because gotcha. you kind of work for for two for two team, for two systems, if you will, the players that are there tipping you and you've got to build those relationships. So they trust you with their, you know, errands or things to do for them while they're busy. But then you also have to have your loyalty to the team and do what's right by the team. Uh. And I started to kind of understand that there was going to be a ceiling in, in that position. And that's when I started thinking, you know, I want to find a way to work, work with these guys, not for these guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Positioning. Yeah, just positioning, right? Yeah. Learning at an early age and having that awareness of where I wanted to be versus where I was. Yeah. Um, I think that's important too. And so that's when that's kind of what got me into this world. So when I wasn't going to college up in Gainesville um, at the local community college, I'd be at home working, either valeting cars or yeah. working at the clubhouse. Um, and then at that time, a good friend of mine, my best friend's dad, was an insurance agent at Farm Bureau. And he would just left to start his own, um, his own firm. Uh -huh. Say, Matt, why don't you come with me? He was, they were Mormon. So he was just getting ready to go on his mission and his older brother was just coming back from his mission. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I can do that. No problem. Yeah. So I started off selling life and health insurance, cold calling people, yeah. people I knew, yeah. hairdressers yeah. and people I knew just in the community. And, mm -hmm. um, at that time, his partner, this guy named Greg ended up becoming my mentor and Greg was like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, like, stop going to school. Give me four and a half years of your life, and I'm going to give you a career. Mm. So, okay, sounds good to me. No problem at all. So I just start working underneath Greg because he did a lot more complex high-end financial planning, tax-driven strategies, you know, taught me a lot about networking and just how to think about life as a businessman. Um, and then, you know, four and a half years, five years go by, and 
I realized I got to get out of the nest and spread my wings if uh, if I want to get through it. Because Greg was kind of, if you've ever read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I don't know yeah, if you've ever read yeah, it or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Greg was kind of like my rich dad, if you will. Yeah. It's like how I like to explain, th- explain it to him. And about that time is when I knew I wanted to get out of Sarasota and live in a city. And um, I came in one day and he'd kind of already heard from some people that I knew through him that I wanted to, uh, that I was looking around and interviewing. And he came in, he goes, hey, come to my office. I got, we need to talk. I come in and he's like, you have anything you want to tell me? I just like a tear comes down my face. I was just like leaving my dad. And he spins around and hands this just amazing cover letter. And he goes, it's time. It's time to see what you're made of. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you got to get out there. You, you're, you can't, you can't accomplish what you're going to accomplish just sitting here. Um, yeah. And that's what brought me out to the Bay Area. So uh-huh. I think it's very, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of good people put in, in my path. The uh-huh. Lord's yeah. blessed me with putting a lot of the Amen. right people in Amen. front of me. But you also have to have your eyes open. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so you go from there to being where you are now. You're working for Morgan Stanley. You're dealing with all types of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you're handling people's money, mm-hmm. right? So there's nothing more important than handling somebody. That's got to be a is it, does it. Does that come with a certain level of anxiety or is it <laughs> like. It comes with you know, a level uh, of, I say it comes with a deep level of responsibility. Okay. Yeah. and having respect for that responsibility. Yeah. Um, I take my job so, so serious. I mean, if you, if you meet anybody around me, I'll tell you I'm always, I'm always working, yeah. you know, because I'm just 24-7. I'm either meeting people, I'm helping people think through problems, I'm worried about my clients, whether it's their personal life or their financial life or yeah. they just lost a loved one and how is that going to affect their finances mm-hmm. or the family's finances or mm-hmm. the right. exciting stuff too, right? It's yeah. not all negative. You know, yeah, they're getting yeah. ready to start a company and oh my goodness, yeah. you know, and just using my 18 years of experience now, 19 years of experience, because I started when I was about 20 in the business, uh-huh. um, just using all that experience to help people out and help them think through those things that they don't even know they need to be thinking about. Yeah. Before, That's but, what I love. <laughs> but for the common folk, because I yeah. think money is something that, Shay, like, I'm sure you have certain things that, you do yourself. I know I have certain things that you like, okay. Regarding I did this, money. I did this, yeah, regarding finances. Yeah. I did this last time and I didn't like where I ended up. And then I did it again. Although I knew I didn't like where I, where it, where it put me the last time, but I continuously keep doing the same things over and over again. And I think is it's it's a is it a discipline thing? Is it what what are the, some of the most common mistakes you think that people make regarding uh money? Yeah, this is a great this is a great question, and I'm glad that you guys had this one on the agenda. Um, I think money is a very money is a very individualized thing. It's a very emotional thing. Mm-hmm. So much of it, I think, stems from times in our lives that we probably don't think about as we get older and we become adults. Right. You know, how did you see how did you see your grandparents handle money? How did you see your right. parents make financial decisions? Yeah. So all these things that have been ingrained in you since your impressionable years are naturally where you're going to start with at your age, right? As we can become adults and we move into being independent individuals, financial independent individuals, so much of it is you you have to draw from what your past was. You make a good point. Do you remember remember being in high school, anybody ever mentioned in a FICO score to you in high school? Hell no. Yeah. Only thing that was mentioned to me was Shayla, go to college and don't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, those are two good things to and start with. Yes, and you made advice. You were, but, you were successful. And you reached both of those goals. Yes. And, and, Not bad but, advice. But the, <laughs> right, right. But like now, where I am, and 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 if I have children, when I have children, I just know that teaching them about. Finances is something that I want to implement so early because, yeah. because yes, I went off to college and when I went to college and we would have like these open fairs or whatever, you'll go downstairs and there's these banks that are lined up yeah. ready to give these college students credit cards. And, yeah. and, and the first thing is like, oh, you know, you're not look. I don't know nothing about no interest rate. I don't know what this 24% means. I'm like, yeah, I can pay it, whatever mm-hmm. that is. And then, and then they're saying, oh yeah. And then it's only $25 a month. You don't realize how hard $25 is <laughs> to come by at 18 years old. But you think <laughs> that $25 is nothing. They give you this $300 credit card and immediately you don't understand it. But I'm like, I'm going shopping. Man. Like, I, I'm going. Man, I'm about my- to go get these Jordans. Ooh. I'm about to go get. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, I'm going back to the credit score thing. Like, so many people do that. 
really smart people. And then yeah. you, all of a sudden you miss a $25 payment. Yeah. And you don't realize how these late payments that stack up, they affect your life for the next seven years, Man. 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. it's a, it's a, my, it's a my, long my, my, left, when, I left, yeah. when I left high school, uh, when I left high school, my, I, I got a, I guess I signed up for it. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a Discover card. I haven't seen a Discover card since. I haven't seen one. Since. Do they? Or do, still those, do, do those still, still exist? Around. Yeah, they're still around. So I got a Discover card. It had, it had a thousand dollars on it. It was a thousand. It was a thousand dollars on it, right? I really, I, I was so, I was so, I was so uneducated and so illiterate about yeah. money at that time. I called one of my closest friends. It was like, pull up. <laughs> I said, yeah. hey, just hop in. I had this nice, pretty little Chevelle back yeah. there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I thought I was a man. We went straight to Bayfair Mall. Oh, <laughs> in San Leandro. I got a thousand dollars. I said, man, I, I told her, I said, man, get some, you got a thousand dollars. I said, man, we go get some kicks. Yeah. Got some kicks. I said, throw a shirt on there too. Oh, you bought yeah. your friends some I stuff? I bought my friends okay. some stuff. I bought me some stuff. And I didn't really even understand at that moment that like, there's a schedule on when this got to be pay paid back. back. Oh. You know, Somebody it was was, it wasn't it wasn't until I, I didn't realize the damage I was doing yeah. until I started learning about it, and then I yeah. really needed something. Yeah. Till yeah. till I, I got in a car accident with that Chevelle, and I needed to go get a real a, a real car. So I needed to go to the car dealership and get a car, and then they told me I couldn't get the car because my because my yeah. credit I had this this credit card on that was defaulted that needed to be paid exactly but that's how but that's how and and I'm not embarrassed to tell that story because there's people there's people that's how you learn. and I was not, I was 17 18 years old there's people in their 30s and 40s that are still still having grasped the cons uh Correct. that concept you Correct. know what I mean? so yeah. so back to what we were saying what are some of the what are just name off top what are some of the biggest mistakes I think some of the biggest mistakes are, like I said, like money's an emotional topic and it's an emotional issue. Not taking the time early on in life before you, as you're getting into life to really sit back and think and understand what money means to you. What does success mean to you as an individual? Not to your friends, not to your family, not to anybody else around you, but what does it mean to you personally? personally. It kind of ties into mental health, to be honest with you, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, I, I think developing that self-confidence, developing that um, surety in your decision making yeah. about money goes back to just your mental health. Are you yeah. taking care of yourself mentally, mentally so you're in a healthy position to make smart financial decisions? <laughs> right? That's like that. That's jury right I there, think Matt. that's the that's the foundation piece, right? Yeah. Um I think it's you know, as far as good how to build good habits, right? Mm -hmm. I think is kind of the question that that, that we're trying to discuss yeah. and address. Yeah. Just start. Yeah. Start saving it somewhere. Yeah. If you're at work and you've got a 401k, I don't care if you put $10 a month away. Put $10 a month into there, whatever the minimum is that you can afford. Just build that habit. You'll be yeah. surprised that if you create the the conduit or you create the mechanism, yeah. the savings account, yeah. the IRA, the 401k, and you yeah. just start somewhere, yeah. you'll be surprised at how good of a saver you might yeah. be. It's yeah. just a lot of times setting up the the accounts and getting the mechanism in place that in taking that first step yeah. of saying, hey, I'm willing to forego this $25 a week yeah. or whatever that number is yeah. to just start somewhere. And yeah. then if you talk about 401ks, a lot of employers yeah. match. Match, yeah. Right? Yeah. So Take they it, might yeah. match you 2% or 3% or 4% or whatever but, but that number is. But then there's this aspect. There's people that have pretty good jobs, got 401k employees doing match, but- once they start to seeing it grow, it's accessible. Now they're pulling from it. Right. They don't. They don't realize the tax implications on that. They don't realize any of it. Right. They don't realize the purpose of a four hundred one k. Right. You know, it's, it's technically a retirement uh, right. account. In my, it career. is. It's supposed to be there. Yeah. I mean, technically, it's meant to be there until you're fifty nine and a half. That's why you have early withdrawal penalties and and whatnot, right? Because the, that's really the government's way of. They kind of implemented these retirement accounts. Yeah. Because you, you saw big corporations were starting to move away yeah. from pension plans. Yeah. And we're going more towards 401ks where it's up to the employees to put money in. Um, so that And then the employers would match to help out. Yeah. The government gave us the tax breaks because it takes pressure off of the Social Security system. Yeah. right? Because if people are saving for themselves and they're independent on their own, they can stand on their own two feet. They rely on the system less, right? Oh, yeah. So, and that is—that's one of the other very powerful things. Like if you look in, you know, listen to Warren Buffett or read any of Warren Buffett's, 
you know, one of the most powerful forces in the world is compounded interest. Yeah. Right? So leaving that money in there, set yeah. it in, forget it. Yeah. Put it in something simple. You don't have to be an expert. They've made it so easy now. The industry has made it so easy now. Put it in a target date fund yeah. that is basically, okay, I'm yeah. 25 years old and I'm going to retire in 40 years at 60. Yeah. So put it in a 2060 target date fund. All that is is just basically you're putting your money in there, and it's going to be self-managed. You just keep putting it in and set it and forget it. You don't oh, have to be intimidated by, geez, did I pick the right stock? Oh, my goodness, yeah. the market's going up and down. Yeah. doesn't matter. Just keep putting money in. So just, this, just start, so, start so, somewhere is the biggest, so it comes the biggest down, thing I see. It comes down to a lot of discipline. All right, it comes down to a lot. You know, a lot of people. A lot of times, people have normal. Yeah, we've no, we've normalized right. a lot of things, Matt. We've normalized them. Some people have the mindset that I'll be making a car payment my whole life because that's normal, right? right. Some people, uh, I, I, I got this theory when it talk, we talk about the American dream. I, I, I feel that's a myth in a sense because I feel like um, the American dream is always attached to products. I feel like I feel like a, a um, formal education, I feel like, is a product. Yeah. I right. feel like that's, that makes a lot of money for bank. I feel like uh, the, uh, the mortgage industry is a product. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are in bad deals. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mortgage-wise, I feel like that's a product. But... We don't even go into, um, there's this thing, you know, as soon as someone gets a mortgage, they're, they're like, okay, I bought a home. When technically you didn't buy a home, you have a mortgage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a root word in that, you know, more. <laughs> they, yeah. they, 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 they hoping that you did before you even, you know, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So in a sense, is if you have a single family home, you kind of have a, a glorified savings plan for yourself in yeah. a sense. But but and and usually when people said I bought a home, it's t it's it it, it, it 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 sounds like the finish line almost. You right. know what I mean? And there's this big celebration, but there's this level that no one talks about. Um, there's have actually having a deed to that property, mm -hmm. and so a lot of people. Which is when the mortgage is all paid off. When the mortgage is out, all right? paid off. Yeah. So the mindset of that, the mindset of having a, I can't. I, a lot of people don't talk about paying their mortgages off early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, or. Most people don't. Or don't. Or paying or not, or having a life where you don't have this extra debt. You don't have, you know, the mortgage payment or you don't have a car payment or you don't have a credit card debt. Right. It's been so normalized to like, okay, I have this coming in, but it's, I have to have this going out. Right. Because this is just what life has been like for me for the last 20 years. Mm. A lot of people can't even imagine a life being debt, you know, being debt free. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, and I do think, um, you know, this goes to your question about success, I, I feel like, is where this is going, right? Like, and I do think success is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. For some people, them buying a home, even if they do have a mortgage, that's a very, very important emotional accomplishment. And that's the level of success that they maybe has set them yeah. apart from their family. Yeah. For others, blends, it's like yeah. you're building an yeah. amazing business yeah. where you've got a hair product line. Yeah. But you started with one barber yeah, shop, right? Yeah, and you yeah. built it out. And so for yeah. you, your definition of success was a lot different. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're all like there's no bad definition of success. It yeah, is not. it yeah. is whatever it means to each of us in this room or each of us listening. Yeah. What's your definition of success? What's your definition of Figure it? that yeah. out and go accomplish that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To your to your you know, your comments on mortgages and, and leverage and debt. There's good leverage and there's bad leverage. Yeah. And that does go back to the discipline of, do you understand what your finances are? Yeah. Do you understand what you want to accomplish as an individual, not yeah. everybody else around you? Yeah. What are your goals as yeah. a person? Um, and then don't over leverage yourself. Yeah. Mortgages are very powerful. Lending yeah. is very powerful if it's yeah. used the right way. It helps people start businesses. It It's what's created such a great economy that we have in, in America, right? Yeah. Is this idea of leverage and debt. Yeah. Um, too much of it is obviously a bad thing, just like anything else. But yeah. you, you said to be smart about it. You're right when you say that about leverage and debt. There's actually companies that go around buying bad debt, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. They'll buy it at twenty cents on the dollar because somebody yeah. else is. I mean, there's companies that make billions of dollars doing that. Yeah. Billions yeah. with a B. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you just don't want to be feeding into their rate of return. Yeah, that brings <laughs> that brings me to my next question. Why do you think a large percentage of uh, Americans are are living check to check. Is it? Is it? Does that discipline? Is it because of discipline? Is there something else um, people are missing, or is it? I think it's. Um, I think it goes back to just a lack of the right 
education at a, at starting at a young age. Yeah. Um, you know, your point, nobody told you what a FICO score was. Nobody yeah. told me what a FICO yeah. score was, right? When I was in high school, I had to figure all this stuff out on my yeah. own too. Um, I think the lack of the lack of the right programs at, at an early age uh-huh. to teach about financial literacy, I think is really lacking in in society. I think Unfortunately, I think there's just been a really big vacuum around not having enough mentors yeah. in our local communities. People not, you know, getting so consumed with what's going on in their own life that they're forgetting that there's a whole community out there that they probably have lessons in life that they've learned yeah. that they could give back to the younger generation yeah. and mentor them. It doesn't yeah. mean that they have to become a vice senior vice president at Morgan Stanley or follow everything that I did or own you know, uh, a whole, you know, be a mogul of your, your barbershop empire. Yeah. Yeah. But think about all the life lessons that we've learned. And if we went, had to go back and redo it, uh, the right. mistakes that we would have, choices we maybe would have done differently to avoid right. those mistakes. And so I try whenever I can, whether it's big or small, and you and I have had a lot of conversations like this, yeah. Blends, yeah. try to always at least impart some knowledge to the people that I encounter in life mm-hmm. based off of my mm-hmm. life experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that we would all do that a little bit more. I think you'd have that trickle-down effect of of w- making right choices. Yeah. And if you do make a poor choice and you have a mistake, it's okay. I, you can I, recover from that. I, I just, to me, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed with discipline. Shayla has this crazy uh, amount of level, high level of discipline. That's <laughs> it's crazy impressive, yeah. When it comes to like, you know, she's on, she's like real healthy. You know what I mean? I mean Working out all the time. And since we've been doing this podcast, I can, we can, we can get her to drink some wine. We yeah. can do a little thing. Good. Thank you for you know joining I mean? us. Or, yeah. or, or it's gonna be some vegan, but vegan dishes. I didn't see any celery or carrots. But for the most part, but for most part, she's eating like, she's eating like a rabbit. You know. Of yeah, and just the, that type of but that type of discipline when we apply that type of but you get results. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you have discipline, and I feel like discipline works in every facet of life. I feel like it's the key oh to everything. Gosh. You know what I mean? I feel like it's the, if you if you lack discipline, you're probably gonna fail. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the one of the reasons why my team is why we've had the success that we have and why clients do trust us is because we're very process oriented. Well. You know, the way that we onboard a client, the way that we work with a client, the way that we service that client over yeah. years or, or even multiple generations yeah. of, of the same family um goes back to say like you like just having discipline in life and knowing again what are your goals yeah what are you going to do to accomplish them yeah. and how are you going to measure those accomplishments along the way so so yeah. take so i just i just signed a contract 200 million dollars you know yeah. what i mean to I play baseball for the cincinnati reds they just yeah. gave me 200 million dollars i'm from the hood congratulations i've never i've never i've never <laughs> i've never i'm from the hood i've never had over a thousand dollars in my savings account yeah, right scary thought. now i got now they just gave me an advance of 15 million or whatever i don't yeah. even know how that, all that works whatever yeah. i'm just throwing numbers out yeah i give i give you a call what is mm-hmm. the first thing you tell me to do first thing is enjoy the accomplishment enjoy take back and it's okay it's okay to feel happy about the success that you've had okay i think whenever you have that instant wealth uh creation and it happens not just athletes and not just lottery winners Mm -hmm. there's people that i see all the time especially out here in the bay area they didn't have much money and all of a sudden now their company gets acquired for 500 million dollars and they were the founder now they have $50 $50 million, $20 million, it just falls into their lap. Yeah. Um, that's a big anxiety point. It's a yeah. big emotional point for and, people. And most people don't most people don't realize that is they think that you sign a contract for a couple hundred million dollars and then you wake up in the morning and there's a couple hundred million no, dollars liquid work sitting that. there. It doesn't work that So, that. you know, what typi- And don't forget taxes, agent fees, yes. everything else. So right? what typically happens in cuz now you have not only not only do you have family calling of course. Because like, they instantly, once you sign a contract, they instantly think you're a multimillionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So do you do do you put your clients on budgets? Do you put your do you do you explain to them um if you keep spending at this rate, this is where you Yeah, we definitely up? have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we see them, if we see them spending more. But like I'd say one of the first things I would tell them is one, enjoy your success. Take a deep breath. Uh-huh. Enjoy your success. The ride isn't over, though. Yeah. The journey isn't over. But yeah. enjoy this, enjoy this stopping point Uh right this pivot point um and then i usually say you know that don't go promising any family members anything don't promise any friends anything tell them that we've got to regroup 
meet with your team, and we're we're gonna get to that. We've got to figure it all out. But, but what, what happens then when you got to put the they, right team in? What place. happens when they say "fuck you, Matt"? You work for me. Well, that can be a conversation that usually ends at that point in time, and we don't work together anymore. But that is <laughs> it is a conversation. Um, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be at a point in the business where I like to say, you know, the first meeting that we have with clients, we call it our fit meeting. Is this a right yeah. fit? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if this isn't a good fit, two Got things you. are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a bad experience as a client, and it's going to make me and my team miserable. Gotcha. Neither one of those is a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, you, you that's where we like to explore, is it is it the right fit or not? So yeah. that kind of attitude, you're going to have a, a tough sled because you're going to push away a lot of really good people that are probably trying to help you. So that's where I say take a breath, enjoy the success, and put the right team around you to help you make those decisions if you're not confident in making them yourself. Because they need to know you work in their best interest. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes that that is the tough part about the sports world is so many of those people that are coming up from sports and entertainment, they're very good at making friends. They're very good at trusting friends and people around them. And they like mm-hmm. the idea of being around successful people or quote unquote successful people yeah. mm-hmm. instead of understanding the due diligence that they need to do right. to make sure they've got the right people around them. Right. I see a lot of I see a lot of people that get connected to financial advisors or attorneys or CPAs because they were hanging out and they're really good at making friends yeah. mm-hmm. instead of being in the business for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I've, uh, you know, learned over the in my career of dealing with sports entertainment people. With business owners, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. They want to know that your acumen is right and they want to know that you're trustworthy. They want to know all those things on the front end and yeah. then you become friends with yeah. them. Yeah. With the sports people and entertainment people, it's almost the opposite, unfortunately, yeah. where if you're friends with them, they don't really care about how smart you are, yeah. your acumen or can you solve problems. Yeah. Yeah. Can they trust you? Can you have those hard conversations? Right. And I think that's where I think that's where, unfortunately, a lot of the athletes and entertainers make mistakes and who they put around yeah. themselves. But okay. these, but these, go ahead. Okay. Well, I I have a, a question. Um, what would be the first type of investment you would recommend to a person who has never invested before? Savings account. Mm. Keep it basic. Mm. Like you don't. I get. I understand the Robinhood yeah. apps. I understand that Mor- you know too. Morgan Stanley has a great you know robo advisor type platform, if you will, that you can start you know with with not much. But the first thing is 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 building up your savings account, building yeah. up your foundation, right? Yeah. I'm from Florida. Lots of hurricanes. If you don't have the foundation built right, yeah. your house is going to get swept away in the storm. You can't go starting yeah. to build the second story of your house if you haven't even laid yeah. the foundation. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so. I think just starting with the basics, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, you know. A generally, generally a good rule of thumb, um, it's easier said than done, but it's kind of six months of your, of your fixed living expenses and yeah. savings. Yeah. Once you get that, then start doing your opening up your brokerage accounts. Then start looking at uh, funding some of the other stuff. Because if you don't have that, you're, you're, you're going to always be your best in most important investment investing back into yourself yeah right you'll be amazed that if you have that six months of kind of savings set aside where it's accessible but it's not going to grow much it's going to just get interest rate at the bank you'd be surprised how much confident that confidence that instills in you so you have to change you feel good right like imagine that if you had like you know what if the stock market goes up or down i don't have to stress it's not going to affect my mental health i'm not going to be worried about being over leveraged because I've got this foundation there. My my, I'm straight. Like I'm good. So you have to change where broke is. You got to change that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people, yeah. some people be like, broke means no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to change, bro. But broke good could point. be once you. I'm broke when I get beneath that six months of of living. Now yeah. I'm broke. And it could know? be three months. It depends, months, right? Yeah. But at least, Taylor, your point, like your question, like start somewhere. Yeah. That's oh. the biggest thing. That's the biggest issue I see with. Anybody, young people, old people, successful yeah. people, is just not taking the time to just start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I had a call. I had a Even call. Even as simple as it sounds. I got a call from a friend of mine who said, "Hey, I got fifty thousand dollars." He said, "Hey, I, I, <laughs> I, I love I, these I, calls. I got, I got, I got fifty thousand dollars, man. I just want to dump it all in Amazon stock." I got, and he had this whole theory. He had this whole theory, which he might be right. I'm not. He, he, he had this whole theory on how. I've been paying attention be, uh, 
the the coronavirus is about to shut the economy back down, so people are gonna be using Amazon again, and and I don't, and I think this would be a great time to go ahead and I, and so I asked him what was Amazon per share, and you know I think did he know I, the answer? He didn't even know the answer. He oh, didn't okay. give me an exact answer, but I'm positive it's somewhere it's well over a thousand dollars a share. Oh, it's like thirty two hundred. Thirty two hundred dollars a share today, but yeah, it's over three thousand. So you so you so you talking twenty five shares maybe with fifty grand maybe you know what I mean and. So what like would that be a would would that be a smart move for him or what do you and you and I speak for the masses because mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking that people have a quick flip mentality you know what I mean they do a quick flip they want yeah. they people don't want to wait when they hear retirement plan that sounds it sounds too long like no they want they want they want to they want to flex they want to flex tomorrow you yeah. know what I mean like they, yeah. I got to have retirement sounds like something for old people. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to know you. how do I make yeah. the most amount of money? How do I turn this 50,000 into 250,000 tomorrow? Right. That's what they want. That's what they want to know. That's what they, that's what they want to That's what right. they want to go to Vegas. <laughs> Cuz that's, that's essentially what you're doing if you're yeah. going to if you're going to have that kind of concentration, you know, you have to hopefully your friend has the foundation set mm-hmm. aside and this 50 isn't just his only 50. Yeah, yeah. Um if if it is then he needs to rethink his strategy because yeah. there's a lot of risk when you when you concentrate just in one investment. Yeah. Whether that's one I piece of real estate, one like, stock. That's great. <laughs> 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 yeah. That was, that was <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's when you do that, you know, your outcome is kind of you know, it could it could be a home run, yeah. or it could, be a, strikeout, it could be a strikeout, right? Yeah. And you want to try to get to that point of you know, there's no such thing as easy money. Like I said, to diversify a little bit more, yeah. you know, pick and choose your battles, yeah. and then yeah. once you do get now that 50s growing to 60 to 70 to 80 to 100, yeah. now all of a sudden maybe you you over concentrate or, or over allocate to one position or one idea or thesis yeah. that you like yeah. that's okay yeah. Yeah. um at certain points in time it's okay to to be concentrated in certain areas yeah. um but you have to have your house built on a strong foundation so the storm doesn't yeah. sweep you away yeah because inevitably it'll happen i've seen it you know i got into this business 2002 about then uh-huh. end of 2001 2002 so it was kind of just right after the first crash of of 01 dot yeah. um, crash yeah. I've seen the 08 crash, yeah. right? The real estate crash in 06. Now we've seen the pandemic. Yeah. You know, we've seen lots of controversial politicians in and yeah. out of office. Do you, do you think there's a, do you think there's a uh, something looming here too with the economy? Is it right is it right on time? Cuz usually typically people will say the economy's doing well right now. Um but it usually it's usually like a lag period, right? It kind of follows it kind of follows behind the um, stock market. Stock market, uh, housing market, um, all of it combined. Kind of, you we could not. It's possible we couldn't see the the results of this for another six months. Right? Yeah, potentially, potentially. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of those things that you're never going to be able to to time that right. Yeah, like, time in the market is a fool's errand, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. and that's where you have to just pick your strategy, pick your your plan and your process. Be confident yeah. in the decisions that you're making and uh, stick to it. Uh, um, the People I've worked with or investors, when I talk to them, inevitably the worst decisions that they've made have been trying to time the market. Uh-huh. And it's very difficult because you have to be wrong. You have to be right twice, uh-huh. right? You got to be right with your timing getting out. And then more importantly, you got to be right with your timing getting back yeah. in, yeah. right? Think about how many people in March sold everything. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the world's yeah. coming to an end. Yeah. The, you know, this pandemic's going to wipe the world out. Cast out their retirement. Revelations, like Book of Revelations kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, And cast everything out. Yeah. And now here we are at brand new highs. Yeah. Well, when do you get back in? Yeah. That's another decision you got to make. You got to be right on both of them. There's a, it's a super, and, and we, it's no secret there's a big wealth gap, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the country. Um, uh, in the black community, there's a very large wealth, wealth gap. Uh, advice on closing that gap. You know, start, start. If if you were to give someone advice on how to, what's the when we talk about starting a business, you know what I mean? What's mm-hmm. the what's the first steps? Um, as far as that, is it back to what you said, saving money, put some money aside? Or, yeah, I, I think you know, a lot again, of people have great ideas, you know what I mean? But 
they're trying to figure out how to close that, you know, how executing to, their great idea is the yeah. most challenging part. Executing the great idea. Yeah, that's yeah. where people get stuck the most. Yeah. But I think if you you know, to to your story, like you just love people. Yeah. You love cutting hair. You love what you do. Yeah. And so for you, it was inevitable that's what you were gonna do. Mm -hmm. Right? There was no other option but to execute. And so I think if you if you are truly passionate about what you do and you really invest back into yourself, yeah, yeah. whether that's back into education about the business or the yeah. industry that you want to start, that's um, taking care of yourself from a mental health perspective yeah. so you can deal with the ups and downs that are going to come with starting that business. Because yeah. there's going to be high moments and there's going to be low moments. Yeah. And you have to get to the point where those aren't big Grand Canyon-sized valleys in between oh. those peaks and the valleys. Yeah. you got to try to get to that point over time where – Kind of like a good quarterback or a good yeah. basketball player. If you make a bad shot, that's okay. Just don't let it ruin your game. Yeah, I think it's gonna take you out of the game. You yeah, know? I, I think working in your passion is is um it's key. It is it's key. Like even even um f the photographers we got here, yeah. <laughs> nice slim it too. Yeah, some of the shots that were, you can tell they was like yeah, yeah they it. was passionate about it. you they know what I'm saying yeah. what they had going on. So I think being I think if you're passionate about what you're doing, you're gonna be. You, you you're going to end up being great, and then the money will come. You know, the money I mean? always yeah. comes. Like the money's never. The, there's plenty of ways to make money in the world today. Yeah, especially yeah. with what the internet has done, what some of these amazing companies have created, outlets to make money, yeah. to express ourselves, to yeah. build businesses easier. Yeah. Um, the money part comes, but if you don't have the passion and the drive to get through the hard times, yeah, that allow you to implement your dream, yeah, then. You, it's going to be a very, very difficult road, uh, right? Like you, if you're passionate about it, you're gonna you're gonna work through those things. You're gonna push through them. Yeah. So, so, so Forbes magazine, how'd that feel? <laughs> yeah, that was a good. First off, how'd that? Fun, first off, how'd that happen? And 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 did you and take it in? Did you celebrate? I did. Well, for me, it was so my fiance is wildly successful. She's in the same industry. Love it. She, I love her to death. So yeah. proud of her yeah. and. I'm always, yeah, definitely shout out to Christina Uni. Yeah. Um, and she's really the boss at home, and you yeah. know that. Uh, <laughs> but so she's been on these lists yeah. for a while, and it's always been a goal of mine, I would say, uh -huh. to build my business the right way, um, something I could be proud of, and I knew that those accolades would come. And so, yeah, last year I made the California Best in State uh, Wealth Advisors on Forbes, Next, next Generation, uh -huh. kind of um, up and coming. Yeah. And I did, took time to celebrate. Of course, uni was super proud of me, family was. But for me, that was like, okay, cool. I made it to this point, but yeah. the the peak where I'm really trying to get to is way up there. Yeah. So I'm gonna take time to appreciate this, but the journey isn't over, you know? Kind of yeah. like you and I talk about it. It's never, if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, I don't think, the, the journey's all any ever over because there's always yeah. some small wins though. Small wins and you yeah. and you have to celebrate those and you have to take that into account. Yeah. Um and it's so you know, you I had to learn that it was okay to be successful. Yeah. I'd say like from my upbringing, one of my most challenging mental hurdles that I had to get over was that it was okay to be successful. Yeah. Cuz it's not the upbringing that I had. Yeah. Um it was very farm, you know, country kind of West Coast Florida, farms yeah. in Michigan type of upbringing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I took it in, but I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to grow even more oh, yeah. and that just fueled the fire. And then, so, um, this year I made the America's next gen, um, advisors. Yeah. And so that was a, that was another good, good accomplishment that I'm very proud right, of. Congrats to you on that. Congrats thank you. on that, Thank brother. you. Thank you. You're a partier too. Yeah. Yeah. Like hey, work hard, play hard <laughs> for sure. We had, we had a great, we had, we had a great time in uh, All-Star Weekend. You We've had right? some good times, but yeah, All-Star Weekend All -Star this year was, was a great special, special weekend for you and me. One time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. No, that was it. That was it. That was a dope time. I think I was out there filming. Yep. And yeah, you, I think you had an episode with the shop, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the uh, that Great was the, yeah, the Steve Stout, Roddy Rich was there, episode. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Bozeman no, was, was on it, that one? Was it? Was it? That, I'm not sure. I think so. It could have been. I think he might have been. But. Yeah, but that was a, that was a great uh, that was a great. It was cold as hell out there though, freezing. But we how we did we freezing, how did we though. how did we end up at Benny Hanna's? Because <laughs> Juice, remember Juice had the, he had a meeting. And he's like, hey, guys, come with me to this meeting. And then we were going out afterwards. Yeah. So you and I end up at Benihana yeah, sitting up yeah, at the counter yeah, <laughs> just yeah. chopping it up. Yeah, we had, a, we, 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 had a, we had a great time, man. But like, We did. We learned a lot about each other. And I think that's, 
you know, it's those special times that help you build a bond with somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think you and I gained a, a new level of respect for one another. Yeah. Is this your first podcast? It is, yep. So, so do you, do do you see? Because you got a lot of good knowledge. Do you see a future in going a uh, future in going around speaking and sharing knowledge and and, and sharing game with people? I, yeah, I think I could. I mean, if the setting was right, I think I'd be open to that. I mean, uh -huh. I do like giving back and I do like helping people out, and um, I like being a part of, uh, you know, a part of people's success stories. Yeah. Um, for me, that's the biggest thing. Any yeah. of the people I've mentored in my career, along the way, the. I mean, I, I just get so happy when I see them get wins. Like, it's yeah. just so fulfilling, yeah, right? Small, like, <laughs> it, small wins, big wins. It doesn't – even if they've yeah. gotten to be bigger than I am, it doesn't matter, right? Like, everybody's mm – -hmm. to your point, there's plenty of money out there to be made. Yeah. There's plenty of success out there to have, but it, we've got we've to gotta prop people up around us yeah. and give yeah. them encouragement to, to be better and to – be the best that they can be, yeah. you know? And, and, and empowering people and also trying to get the most, uh, understand that for them to get the most out of themselves, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Empowering themselves. Yeah, I love know, that. As well. I, I know I know when we first met, um, the 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 there was one of them. I'm big on organic vibes, you know right. what I'm saying? Not right. you know not the manufactured ones. I'm I'm big on things that just happen kind of or, or organically, and we kind of stayed in touch. Yeah. Um, since then, so I typically like to you know call Matt when I have some uh, financial things on my mind. I'll call you always. And you and always checked got some in on each other just randomly like during COVID. Yeah, like when yeah, early in the lockdown, sure. I remember you and I were just like, hey, just, you know, checking in with you. You okay? How you holding up? Like, for sure. That's for the sure. important thing. Cause that's how you know somebody cares, you know, it's yeah, yeah. The little things. It's not always about quid pro quo, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, so, so discipline, saving money and before saving. anything. Get, a Get six months. Simple. Six months of savings of your overhead, right? Yeah, of your fixed so, expenses. Fixed three, three to six months is good. Six months is, is kind of the best. Explain that again before we go. I want people to understand. I want people so to understand So your fixed that. expenses would be, you know, your rent or your mortgage. Uh -huh. What are, you know, car payments if you have that. Like, what do you need? What do you need to live off of? Need. Okay. The key word need, not yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. Not, oh, yeah. I need this much yeah. money because I want to go buy some new shoes. So do you do you, do you drive like a Bentley or you, you, you no, drive, no, do you drive no. like a uh, Rafe? Like, what, what, no, what is it no, you, no, no, no. What is it you drive? There's this new thing going around TikTok where this guy is driving around and he's like, no, I don't spend my time on TikTok. But there I do see some of the video. So look. <laughs> He's going around and he's asking people with nice cars, uh, "What do you do for a living?" Yeah, I've seen I've seen some. There's of those a videos. lot of women that come on. She's like, "Well, I'm, I'm married. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. That's a profession, right?" You know what I mean? So, right. like, what, what, what kind of what, what kind of car? What kind of car? You drive? What kind of car do most millionaires drive? I, you know, I, so it depends. It really does. Like, I mean, I have clients that are worth tens of millions of dollars, and they're driving a car that's 20 years old. Yeah, and yeah. that's just because they don't. They don't care about that, right? Um, I mean, for me, like I drive a 540 BMW. It's nothing crazy. It's Respectfully. nothing over the top, yeah. but it's clean. It's <laughs> yeah. respectful. Like yeah. I, I'm in the car a lot, so it's comfortable. Yeah. Right. When I'm driving to see people or going to meetings, I can. I've got everything I need to still do work while I'm mobile, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what's most important to me. Yeah. Got right? you. Um, but it's okay to it's okay to have nice things and want nice things and yeah. get and ha and get those things right. Got to yeah. your point earlier in but, the in the conversation. Yeah. Like it's it does you know it's again it's okay to be successful. Yeah. But understand the difference between assets and liabilities as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. You don't. You always want more. You always want more in the in the asset side than your liability side when you're looking at your at your at your uh, financial <laughs> statement for sure. Yeah. Hey, well, we that's wanna, a big key. Well, we want to thank you, man, thank for coming you in, too. man. Oh, this gosh. was enlightening. Appreciate you coming in. I always thank you for I having really me. I feel like I've learned. Hope y'all learned something. Please email or DM y'all questions because we definitely got the line on Matt. So whatever y'all want to know, direct it plug. don't stop here. Direct the direct plug. So we're going to be able to hit him up with any of y'all financial questions. Um, I hope you guys learned a lot today. I hope y'all learned something. I learned something. I love I love these conversations. The last the last two episodes have been very oh, enlightening. You know what I mean? And they very and they very needed. Especially you during know this I mean? time where if people are just at a state where they don't know what to do financially. There's, I feel like a lot of uh, entrepreneurs have been born right about now through yeah. this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so, and then people are also just kind of like, 
living paycheck to paycheck and trying yeah. to figure things out. Trying so, to figure it out. You know. I think there's going to be a ton of creativity that comes out of this oh, pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely. the one thing I love about when you have big issues that affect global economies, that affect oh. global societies. I love seeing the solutions mm-hmm. that come out of it. I'm really, really excited to Savage see mode. to see what comes out of yeah. out of this this sad period of time. I think mm-hmm. will will be laying the seeds that we can we can sow down yeah. the road that are going to provide good periods of time. Yeah, but well, we definitely, stay positive. Well, we want we, we definitely want to oh. um we want to definitely shout out our sponsors and our hosts uh, Evolve. Evolve. You know what I'm saying? They always Evolve taking space. care of us always. down here. Shout out to the people down here at Evolve. Um, look them up on uh, Instagram. Um, that's Evolve at Evolve <laughs> Oakland. At Evolve Oakland. Yeah, and then, then shout out to Two AM. You know what I mean. He pulled up for the visuals. You know what I mean. Ben is always here. You know our engineer in the building. So I can't wait to find out how you got that nickname. <laughs> What's Two AM. Two AM. Two AM. A lot goes on at Two AM. I guess you know so. What I mean? I don't know. Actually, it was old saying, "Ain't nothing open after two AM but legs." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so what was you into? <laughs> yeah, that's, hey. that's what you're into. Hey. Hey. Yeah, enough said. You know enough what I mean? Said. Hey, but that's, that's another ep- that's another episode of <laughs> the One Against the Grain podcast in the books. Thank y'all hey. for joining hey. us. Thank yep. you. Like, sure you subscribe, follow us. One Against the Grain. Comment, send us reviews, all that good stuff. All that feedback we needed. All right, yeah. hate. Hey.